0: Hello and welcome again to the Awakened Path community. I am your host, independent spiritualist minister and healing minister, Reverend Candace Nadine Breen. You can always look for updates and get in contact with me by visiting www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Well, today's topic, since uh, tomorrow is the first day of summer, uh, today's topic is the weeds of life. Some of us are gardeners. I myself love to garden. And um, despite always uh, having reached what we deem as ultimate beauty and ultimate plant health and our perfect garden and our plants look so great, despite all of that, we still end up with weeds. Yes, weeds creep into our lives and they choke the life out of our beautiful gardens, our beautiful plants, and they can sometimes make us a little bit upset. And it's a long never-ending task. But we must remain vigilant and remove the weeds that threaten to rise up out of the ground and choke the life from the plant that we have worked so hard to cultivate. Now, these weeds are representatives of something that um, we play an active role in creating or in managing. And... um, No matter how much we water, fertilize, and work so hard to cultivate our garden, these weeds exist. Now that's symbolically, but also weeds exist in our own personal lives as well. And we must remain vigilant and remove these weeds before they get more harmful and cause chaos in our lives. I can give a personal example example here. Many, many moons ago, (laughs) before I met my wonderful husband and before we had children, I was much, much younger, a lot less wiser, a lot less wise, excuse me, and I had met a person who was the complete and total opposite of everything that I was about. But I was just so happy to have someone who liked me because I hadn't dated in high school. I wasn't allowed to, actually. And um, I was too busy in college working my tail off with two jobs and going to school full-time so I can graduate on time. And uh, my last year of college, I... Fell for this smooth-talking person who was really, really bad for me. You know, being with this person caused me to become unbalanced, caused me to lose my spiritual connections and all the wonderful experiences that I've had with channeling and mediumship, um, psychopomp. All of those things sort of disappeared because this person was just so suffocating he was like a giant weed that choked me that choked me and caused things to just not grow my spirituality was hindered my growth in that area was hindered my my psychic talents were suffocated and um Eventually, I woke up uh, four years later (laughs) and tried to remove this weed from my life by just saying, look, we're done. I've had enough. He was abusive physically and mentally. Um, I suffered greatly at his hands. And finally, when he had basically stripped me naked and pinned me down to the bed and tried to suffocate me by shoving dirty underwear down my throat, um, that was the last straw. Now, getting rid of this weed, um, this guy, was very difficult. He kept coming back and trying to... Uh, intimidate me, worm his way into my life, saying I would be nothing without him, which was totally silly because I was actually much more without him. And that was a weed. And just like weeds that grow in our garden, we have to keep at it to keep it away. And eventually, eventually, um, we will reach a point in our lives where this weed no longer bothers us. And I reached a point in my life with this person that um, was violent. I reached a point where uh, he no longer bothered me. And um, you know, I did the restraining order, all the, the court, all of those things. And even though he had his friends follow me when I'd go to school, when I'd go to, I was a teacher, so I every morning I would had to go to school and teach. And um, they would follow me, and I could see them in my rearview mirror, as if they had nothing else to do. But eventually, it ended. Uh, the The following stopped. I wasn't scared anymore. And my life was blossoming into this beautiful garden that I worked so hard to cultivate. And so, too, this is what we must do with our lives. We have to remove the things, people, situations that are not beneficial to us, that could choke the life out of our our spirit and out of the lives of the people who are important to us. Now, weeds will come, they will come. Situations, people sometimes with their um, attitudes, um, you, don't, you can't control it. But you can control how you take care of these weeds. Take care of, meaning um, getting them out of your lives. How you, how you handle the situations. They will come no matter how much mulch protection we have. But we must not allow them to choke our lives and to cause decay. Or death in our lives, and it does not necessarily mean physical death, but death of the spirit, death of the soul. And I had gone through that when I was in that violent relationship so long ago. And in order to um, and in order to keep these weeds at bay, we must be vigilant, and we must take action. We must remove these weeds as soon as we spot them Before they become a bigger problem Now sometimes other people can see these weeds Before we do And that's understandable uh, That's what happened to me But once you become aware of these weeds You need to jump right on it And get them out of your lives It could be a bad working environment It could be a toxic friend Or toxic relationship it can also be our, our own selves with negative self-image, negative thoughts. We need to get rid of those as well. And that's really difficult. It's really challenging because we can never escape ourselves. But we can choose how we handle our thoughts, our actions, uh, the way we see the world and the way we see ourselves. Now, I... I'm a, a URI Master Gardener as well, as many other hats I wear. <laughs> and um, my children's school, I am in charge of the garden. It's a URI Master Gardener site, and I am the school master gardener there. And it was a long project. It, it had been um, three years of neglect. Um, before I came on board. And there were plants that have grown up that were tall as a as a preschooler. There were and there were all sorts of overgrown vegetation. It was a complete disaster. Something not fitting for an elementary school, right? Elementary school should be life, happiness. And this garden definitely was not that when I took on this task, I uh, got 22 volunteers for our first day of just stripping the whole garden clean. Every single thing, getting it, everything that was growing, get it out. It didn't matter what it was. We we're starting fresh. It took us that first day 22 large lawn bags, filled lawn bags. And we didn't stop there, but just that one day, we had 12 volunteers and... 22 long bags and um, it is still a constant battle. Things that, that for instance, there's mint that was planted long ago, but it keeps coming up. That's the thing with mint. It spreads and it takes over. And and no matter how much mulch we put down and how many, how we tried to get down to the root and pick up and uh, dig up all the mints that had grown out of control, they were still popping up in some places. And people ask me, why are you taking that mint out of the ground? It's great. And I said, no, it is a weed because it is not supposed to be here. Now, the technical definition uh, of a weed is something that doesn't belong. It can be a beautiful plant, but if it's in a place where it's not supposed to be, then it is a weed. It can go and flourish somewhere else. But if it is invading another spa- a space of another plant, or in a place where it does not need to be, then it is a weed. Uh, once a custodian came to me, and I had put down some we had put down some salt marsh hay in the garden beds, and um, it was all fixed up. We had the soaker hoses, and everything was looking beautiful. And one day I'm out there weeding, and a custodian. <laughs> Who's a uh, quite a character? He like runs the place. <laughs> he comes up to me and he says, "There's parsley growing here. If you cover the parsley with the, the salt marsh hay, it will die." And you sh- And then he moves the salt marsh hay. And I'm thinking, what? He's this is my this is like my area here. I don't know what he's doing and what he's doing out here. This is not his job. But you know, I kindly said, "No, it is a weed." Because it is growing in a place it is not supposed to. There is a dedicated herb bed where there is parsley growing along with the other herbs. But it is not supposed to be growing with the tomato, the eggplant, and pepper plants. So please put that salt mosh hay back where it was. And he said, okay. And he walked away. So that's that's quite quite a funny example. But... um, Again, that's an example of a weed. And, and if something doesn't belong in your life, then it is a weed and it has to be removed. And I'm going to read something. I, I really fell in love with this book by Gunilla Norris. Um, she is, Gunilla has also written um, Inviting Silence and in Simple Ways. Now, this particular book is called A Mystic Garden, Working with Soil and Attending the Soul. I love this book. It has some wonderful uh, reflections and um, poems and things that relate to the garden and to our lives. And I found this one titled um, Bittersweet. So I'm going to take a moment here and read it to you. Deadly nightshade, stinging nettle, poising ivory, bittersweet. They are rampant, profuse, and clever in camouflage. Under other plants, they wind through bushes and trees, affirming, it seems, their right to be part of, if not to dominate, the garden. As much as I pull them out, they are back every year, ready to participate, to climb up healthy plants and choke them, for that matter. Why should they not have their bit of the sun, their piece of heaven? Even now, at the top of the evergreens, the bittersweet reaches into air with a languid tendril searching for further purchase. Their persistence is staggering. Their their insistence is awesome. Could we be as robust in pursuit of our connections, spiritual or otherwise, as they are of their growth? The names of these plants are ominous, stinging, bitter, poisonous, deadly. From one perspective, their names are true of some of the qualities of their growth habits. They grow on other plants, dominate and kill what sustains them. Are we humans not doing this to the earth? I give these vines due respect, and I also pull them. They will be back, as will the deadly, the poisonous, the bitter, the stinging parts of myself. They are the tendencies that live in my inner garden as much as they live in the backyard. I must admit of them. I must watch them. And um, on the following page, there's a poem. She has, the way she writes her book, uh, there's you know, a topic on one page with a narrative piece, and then the next page there is a poem, and it's a very short poem. And I'll read this as well. It relates to uh, this, the the uh, what I just read. Here goes. In time, everything adjusts and comes to new balance. When the host is exhausted, the parasite dies. The laws of nature are just and inexorable. They are fundamentally kind. Now, um, this sort of this relates a little bit to what I said about um, the weeds in our lives. They can be people, other situations, even ourselves. And we must recognize them, respect them for what they are. That means we can't try to make them into something that we want them to be. They are what they are. And knowing that and respecting that will make it easier for us to say, look, we can't change them. We can't have them because they are toxic. So we must be vigilant and work at trying to get rid of them. Now, just like weeding in a garden, getting rid of things that are toxic in our own lives, whether it be others, situations, or ourselves, does take time. And as long as we remain vigilant... We will beat down this weed and then we can see our life flourish and turn into this beautiful garden that we can be proud of. So I thank you for listening today and as always, please visit my website www.AwakenedPathOnline.com and there you can give me reviews, comment, join the forum. There will be other features added in the future but I Definitely love your feedback, and I definitely love hearing from you. Until then, have a great day. Namaste.